Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Peret Lamed Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Hadovar Asher Hayar Yirmiyahu Me'es Hashem. And once again, we're going to see that the Navi is using the prophetic device of a mushal, a parable. We've seen it before. He's commanded by the Kaddish Baruch Hu to perform a very physical and obviously visual act designed to inspire questioning from the people who observe it to say, what are you doing? What is this about? That provides a springboard to give a prophetic warning or a prophetic course of action for the people to take. This time, however, it is so confusing and illogical to Yirmiyahu that, of course, he does it without questioning, but he has some very serious questioning as to what is the purpose of this mushal. And before that, the parak sets the scene when the Kaddish Baruch Hu appears to him with this mushal. So let's begin. Pasek Aleph, Hadovar Hashem Hayor El Yirmiyahu Me'es Hashem, Bishana Ha'asiris Litzikiyo Melech Yehuda, He Hashana Shmones Reishana Lebuchadnezzah. This is the time where this prophecy, this command to do a mushal, occurs. It is in the tenth year of Tzikiyo. Tzikiyo rules 11 years. It is also simultaneously with the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. That is significant because the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and Yerushalayim and the total exile of Bnei Yisrael is really a year and a half, not even away from the time of this Nebuah. The Azcher Melech Bavel Tzorim Yerushalayim the king had put Nebuchadnezzar a tremendous siege around the city of Yerushalayim. Yermiyahu is ignominiously at this time in prison. He is locked up in the jail that is in the chatzer, the courtyard of the Beis HaMelech Yehuda, the king's palace. Why is he there? Pasuk Gimel, Asher Klaud, Sikiyahu, Melech Yehuda, Lemar, that Sikiyahu, the king, was the one who clapped him in irons, saying, Why are you giving prophecies like this that are so despondent and so predictive of destruction and so even personally defamatory to me? Why have you said, Behold, I am giving the city of Yerushalayim into the hands of Babel? How are you going to get people with, to rally with hope? It is such a terribly defeatist outlook you are giving them. But Sikiyo Melech Yehuda, furthermore, says Sikiyo, you are saying, Sikiyo lo yimolet miyat hakastim. He will never escape the hands of the Babylonians. 
Um, he is going to be turned over into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. They will speak to each other mouth to mouth. They will see eyes to eyes. That's how close they will be. The seeing of eyes to eyes is a very cruel irony because as the Malvin says, we know Tzitpio meets a terrible fate at the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. And one of the things, he is blinded in both eyes. And the Malbin says, let me read it to you, it is a hint that his eyes will be gouged out. He will never really see Bavel. He will see Nebuchadnezzar. So that's what's going to, Tzitkiyo is going to end up um, so, and that, Bavel Yolich et Tzitkiyo, furthermore, Tzitkiyo is just reciting these terrible prophecies that Yermio has been making against him. Bavel Yolich et Tzitkiyo, they will lead him there, Vesham Yiyat Pikodeo, so until the Kodesh Baruch who visits him, which that thing means until he dies, Yom Hashem, if you fight the Babylonians, you will not triumph. And so that sets the stage. He is in prison. He is in prison, according to Sidkiyo, because he said all those terrible things in Nebuos, and that is where he is languishing, when now the Kaddish Baruch Hu appears to him, instructing him to do this mashal. At this time, remember, still in prison, Kaddish Baruch Hu appears to him and says as follows, Your cousin, Hanameel, son of Shalom, is your father's brother, making him your first cousin, and he's coming before you and saying, Go redeem, buy my fields that are in Atot, my ancestral home, because you have the requirement to redeem my land. We know from the Torah that if someone sells or is forced to sell, really, his ancestral home, let's say for debts or for um, foreclosure, he has a certain period of time in which he can redeem it. The Torah is very against giving up your ancestral land in the hands of someone who did not inherit it, who's someone who may be a total stranger, and so it encourages you to take it back. If you can't buy it back, you get the first of the redeemers, the first in relationship, he has the right and the duty to buy it back for you. We see the most famous case in Megillas Rus. Boaz cannot take the fields, the ancestral fields of Monoach, Naomi's husband, until he redeems the land as a guy before him, Plony Almoni, who has the first right he doesn't he gets the first choice if not Boaz then takes it and that allows him to take Ruth in Leverite marriage in, in Yibum. So we see that it is a very honored tradition and Yermio is being told 
that he will get a visit. He will get a visit from his cousin who will tell him, you can buy this land directly. Sure enough, the minute after the Neviah is over, as if on cue, Hanamel ben Dodi comes, Kidbar Hashem, just as the Kaddish Baruch who prophesied, he comes to the courtyard of the prison. And he says to me, buy my field which is in Anatot, in the Nachla of Binyamin, you have the obligation and justice to inherit it, to take it over. You are the redeemer, you are my next of kin. Purchase it, the Adak Hidvar Hashemu. And I knew right away, says Yimriyahu, because of the advance warning, this came directly from the Kaddish Warahu. For Eknes Hasadem, I buy it, I do just what he says immediately. Meis Hanamel Ben Dodi, Ashervana Sot, the Eshkalolo Es Kesef Shiva Shkolim Asara Kesef. Yimriyahu doesn't question. He weighs out 17 pieces of silver, weighs it out on a scale, and uh, the Mephorshim tell us this is not a cheap price. He is paying top dollar for this land acquisition. And moreover, he does everything Kedin of making a star, of a, a deed. The echtam basefer, I wrote out the deed. The echtam, I had it signed. The aid edim, I got edim. The eshkol hakesef b'maznayim, I weighed out the requisite purchase price on the scale. Um, and we see in Baba Basra where it outlines the procedure. He is following it step by step, not leaving out a thing. For ekach esefer hamikne, I took the deed of acquisition. Ves hachasam, the signature clauses, hamitzvah v'hachukim v'sagoli, that which is... Um, <coughs> has to be signed, and that which has to be left open, a, a deed uh, describing the uh, acquisition. I gave this to Baruch Benaria, we're going to see Baruch Benaria is a disciple of Yermiyahu, who goes into actual exile into Babel. And Le'ene Chanemil, I did this in front of Chamil, Dodi, Le'ene, who agent to the witnesses, HaKosrim B'Sefer HaMikna, that signed on to the original deed of acquisition. Le'ene Kol HaYehudim, in front of all the Jews, HaYosrim B'Chatzer HaMatara, who was dwelling or sitting there in the Chatzer of the prison. So that there are witnesses, this is done publicly. And I instruct Baruch, the to say as follows, Take all these paperwork, the deed, the signature clause, the record of the transaction, put them in an earthenware jar so they may be preserved. Because they are going to have to survive a long period of time. Yimriyam knows the, the, the destruction is coming at any moment. So that you're going to have to take this to Bavel. Yet there will be purchases 
either now or after the return from Golas, of houses, fields, vineyards in this land. Now, after I completed this transaction unquestioningly, I prayed to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, El Baruch ben Neri I provided, rather, I gave it to Baruch ben as instructed, and I prayed to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now there's going to be like a six, seven sentence of where the Kaddish Baruch Hu is being prayed to and described of all his midos, all of his um, chesed Israel, all of the punishments. And it seems very strange to have it right here, but we're going to see there's a very important purpose to it all. You created the sun and the stars with your mighty hand. Nothing escapes you. You know every single thing that is occurring. You do chesed to the thousands of and you pay back for the sins of the fathers, to the bosom of their children. We saw under certain circumstances, if the sin is internalized, the children bear the sin as well. You are the almighty God. You give the great counsel and advice for Rova Aluya and the punishments for Chatoim. Your eyes are alerted to every single behavior of Bnei Adam. Nothing surprises you. You give him his punishment as he has committed the sin. And you give him the chance for kapara, for his uh, iniquities. Asher Samta Ososu Mosim, you made signs and symbols to Eretz Mitzrayim. Ad Hayom Hazer, to this day of Yisrael, of Adam, Vatasel Hashem Kayom Hazer, and you have made your name. You led them out with wonders that defied nature in Egypt. With a strong arm and mighty power. You gave them this land. Flowing with milk and honey. They came, they inherited. They didn't listen to your voice, your Torah, and so therefore, all these calamities that have occurred and that will now occur, they have coming to them for their evil acts. The paths are being came dug to the city to conquer it. The city is going to be given to the hands of the Babylonians momentarily. And from, you will be pursued by the cherev, the sword, the rub, the famine, the devil, the pestilence. And what I have spoken to you, you have said. So now, why all this right in the middle to make it very quick? The Abarbanel lays this out brilliantly. The Abarbanel says he is so blindsided, notwithstanding that he does it exactly as he's told Yerio, but he has questions. Why now? There's going to be immediate destruction. Am I not doing a worthless, meaningless, very expensive act? So 
He has theories. He has six theories of why the Kaddish Baruch Hu is doing this, and they are answered in these six more that we just read. First one, Abarmanel says, he thinks perhaps God isn't aware of the signs, uh, etc. I'm sorry, of the siege that Nebuchadnezzar, he may not be aware what's going on outside of the gates of Yerushalayim. Pasuk Zion, which we just read, says, Lo Nonsense. Nothing escapes him. Why? He doesn't know there's a siege on Two, says the Abarmanel, that maybe God in his mercy and compassion has forgiven Israel. And this would be coupled with three, he's unable to let Bavel overcome the city. So that's in Pasuk Yudches, where they say he visits the sins upon the children. No sin gets away from him. It's not that, oh, he forgot about the sin or that he now has mercy. It's payback time. So nonsense that it's a, a, a sign of sudden compassion. Moreover, continues the Abarbanel, God is like disgusted with Israel. There's kind of lost interest in punishing them. Pasuk 19, Yudches, says nonsense. That is totally we know. Uh, you are fixated on giving the man the punishment of Hifre Malala. What, you got tired of punishing him, or you suddenly are just so annoyed you're not going to punish him? Fifth, says the Abominel. Perhaps it's not the correct time. Perhaps the stars, the constellation are not aligned in this. So, Pasuk 20 answers you. Uh, that what he did in Egypt, you didn't wait around in Egypt for a perfect alignment of the stars. You did what you had to do. You didn't wait for nature in Egypt. And finally, the sixth question says of Marbonell, Israel doesn't deserve such a severe punishment and maybe should not be exiled. That the Kaddish Baruch who's relenting says no. We learn that they failed you in the land, and now they are going to pay for it. You are not relenting. You say you are not relenting. So that answers and refutes all the questions, Yimiyo. But now Yimiyo, in closing, articulates the question. That, in other words, you have said to me, God, what are you telling me to do? That the land is going to be conquered momentarily. It is a worthless, useless, futile purpose. Not only that, but when I come back, or we come back, I'm not coming back. When we come back, it's not going to be distributed the land according to the inheritance or the, you know, the ancestral ownership. People are going to come back and take land that belongs to them. You are having me do a totally futile, expensive gesture that has absolutely no meaning. It's, it's just useless. Why am I doing this? The answer to why he is doing this will come at 8.45 a.m. Monday morning when the Kaddish Baruch Hu answers him directly.